Hello and welcome to the Ambushed Podcast. This is John Chafee and I am trying, trying (laughs) to challenge the church to think better about the faith. And so here's my endeavor to try and do that through this feeble (laughs) little uh, amateur podcast. So we are going to have a, a story today and then I'm going to break down the story right after that. But before we dive into it, I would like to say thank you for listening. But also, if there is something that you heard today, uh, feel free to share that idea or that quote or that thought or phrase on some form of communication. Text it to a friend or sit down and have conversation with someone about it. Because today's topic is one that I think could also be helpful for people that are leaving home. Not just for those that are leaving home to go to college or those that are just leaving their comfortable space and entering a new phase. I think today is going to be a help to those people that are in the midst of that change. Okay, So this one's a shout out to all those high school grads that I know. This one also is a shout out to all those college grads that I know that just graduated and to everyone else who is lost or confounded by the faith that they were raised with. Okay, so let's get started. This one is called Gas Station or Grand Canyon. Okay, so let's uh, start off with this quick story. There was once a family from upstate New York, okay, that decided to road trip to the Grand Canyon. And so they load up in their Volkswagen. They load up two parents, four kids in the back, and excitement is high. It's the summer months, and so they're excited to have their very first vacation of the summer. And... As is usual, after driving for a few hours west, they need to pull over for a pit stop. And also they needed to get some gas. So they stop at the normal gas station, just the normal type that would be right off the main highway. And like most families with that many kids, an argument breaks out. Surprisingly not while they're sitting in the car and growing towards having cabin fever. No, the fight happens once they're out in the open and in the parking lot. But this argument, it's not the normal type of argument. In fact, the the parents are completely bewildered by the actions of their four kids. Two kids get out of the car and they look at the gas station and they love it. They think it's just amazing. They've never seen anything like it. And some people are like, oh, that feels a little forced. What are you doing? You've definitely seen a gas station before. And then the other two, they get out of the car, take a look around the gas station, and immediately hate it. They start making fun of it. They start insulting it. And they make fun of anyone that likes that gas station, which are the other two siblings. And so the two kids that love it They start pulling out their phones and they start taking pictures of the gas station. They try to hit every single angle trying to get the good light. And in fact, they're taking pictures of the gas station like it's the Grand Canyon. And then the other two, 
get really kind of frustrated and you can see them tense up in their shoulders and they just start spewing insults about the gas station. And then the other two, they start weeping and bubbling and crying over the grandeur of the gas station. And then the other two say the gas station is so lame that they should just give up going to the Grand Canyon altogether. Just forget it. Let's either go home or choose somewhere else. Meanwhile, the parents are just pumping gas, getting snacks, and say to each other, man, this Grand Canyon is going to be great. So I'm going to guess probably none of you have ever been a part of a road trip that had that kind of experience. It's really kind of odd to insult or to compliment a gas station for just being a gas station. But there's a point to all of this, right? So about a week ago, I finished a book called Integral Spirituality by Ken Wilber. And in it, he is trying to look at the best of Eastern and Western religions and try to understand what they have to offer to the postmodern world. And in one of the chapters, he comes to a point where he recognizes that there is a, a massive fallout in perspectives of faith among millennials, postmoderns, people that generally go off to college, or those that leave the home nest. Why is it that people tend to lose faith right around there, or at least become very confounded by the faith they used to have? Well, he says this. Don't confuse one stage of faith for the whole journey. And if I were to put that into storytelling, I would say, don't confuse the gas station for the Grand Canyon. You see, some of us go off to college or end one season of life and then enter a new one. It could be into married life. It could be moving to a new town. It could be starting a new job. And our worlds are expanded. Our view of everything gets a little larger because we start meeting multiple people of different nationalities, different accents, different dress and code of conduct and all of these things. Our view of everything then gets a little bigger with every time we enter into a new phase. And often, every time that happens, it also challenges our own view of spirituality. So here's a thought for those of you that are confounded by their once vibrant faith that doesn't seem to resonate anymore. Don't mistake the gas station for the Grand Canyon. See, Ken Wilber says, sometimes we make the mistake of saying, this one stage is ridiculous or stupid and it doesn't work for me anymore. And so completely throw out the whole journey. And that is a fallacy. That's a mistake. That is something that's the easy way out if you think about it. It might seem like it's the most rational thing to do, but it's really energy conservation. So Ken Wilbur in the book, he advises 
two things to help people overcome this fallout of faith that happens when you have your world expanded. And he says, one, don't insult, and two, don't fixate. So, for instance, this means if you are not 12 years old anymore, (laughs) don't look back and insult your earlier understanding of the faith. Okay? And don't do the other extreme. Stop trying to keep having a 12-year-old's view of God if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. You know? But let's go back to the insult. It's a really good idea if you are in the midst of trying to reevaluate your faith according to your new view of the world. Respect your journey and just be thankful for it. Cynicism won't help you in this spiritual journey, in this endeavor. Okay? Look back at your previous way of looking at God or faith or the church or the Bible and find the ways that you can be thankful for that stage. Try to look for the things that that stage offered you that was legitimate and good and that you can still hold on to. And then move on. But don't look back on cynicism because that worked for you then. And so it brought you to where you are now. And so you really should never insult the lower ladders, the lower rungs of a ladder because they help to get you to where your new view is. You see, everyone is on a path to knowing God and everyone starts at mile marker zero. Everyone starts a beginner. Everyone has to first get out of their driveway if they're going to drive to the Grand Canyon. And so instead, try looking at the world with wonder and awe because your view of God should always be getting better and more beautiful and larger and everything. But also, not only don't insult, let's go back to fixate. Some of us are really trying hard and are even a part of communities or church systems or families that want us to keep having a 12-year-old view of God when maybe we're in our 20s or 30s or 40s, 50s, 80s. It's a good thing, yes, (laughs) according to Jesus, to have a childlike faith. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't mature along the way. That it doesn't become more beautiful and more profound or deep along the way. And so we have a problem is that people who are outside of the church often encourage one another to insult the gas stations, the earlier stages, the other earlier views of the faith. And that's not really helpful. And then we also have communities that that really try to latch on and hold on to our younger and earlier views of faith. But that's also not what we need. You see, sometimes, and I'm saying this from personal experience, sometimes we have to let go of our view of God so that we can be held 
by a larger view of God. The thing is that, like I said, sometimes we are we are a part of communities that want us to keep 12-year-old view of God for our whole lifetime. But the faith is not meant to be static and unmoving like a statue. In all honesty, that's Aristotle's view of God, of an unmoved mover. But the Christian tradition, the part the tradition that I'm a part of, teaches us that God is always moving. Is ever the same, but that our views of God grow as we grow. And sometimes we're in church circles that forget that fact. So don't deny the possibility that your faith may need to grow to help you in this next season of life. Because good God talk should always be inspiring. And if you're wording and talk about God doesn't inspire you, then there's really no reason to keep it up. You just have to find the way. And unfortunately, you have to expend the energy if you want to keep it at all. You have to find a way to talk about God that's still a part of the ancient tradition that you come from, but now inspires you in a different and maybe even age-appropriate way. Because faith should always be inspiring no matter where we are in our journeys. And so let me just remind you, I mean, (laughs) the word euangelion, which is what we translate as gospel, literally just means good news. Or, yeah, good news. And our understanding of the Evangelion should always be getting larger, more beautiful, more frustrating, more surprising, more enigmatic, more delightful, more profound, more powerful, more exciting, more patient, more gorgeous. It should be all of these things because it should always be dynamic and always moving. And sometimes we just don't want it to, or we're encouraged not to let it keep growing. So let me say this. If you are in the middle of some sort of disruption in your faith, if you are trying to reconcile a new and larger view of the world with your faith, don't deny the disruption. Okay? Instead, dive into it. And put your best energy and your best foot forward into helping you to find a way for it to still mean something to you. Because clearly, it does. I like to tell people that doubt is not the opposite of faith. Because to doubt means that you still care about it. It's when you stop caring and you're apathetic about it and you no longer take the time to doubt it that that's when faith is is gone to you. So let me encourage you, I guess. Let me say, we're headed to the Grand Canyon. Don't get distracted by gas stations along the way. Okay? The gas stations are not the final end. The gas stations, they're just pit stops along the way that get us the things that we need, 
the tools that we need to keep going on. So let's try not to look back and insult the gas stations along the way. Because they worked for a time, they got us to the next point, like the lower rungs of a ladder. But then let's also not fixate and try to forcibly stay in a spot that's no longer comfortable and no longer works for us. Because in my tradition, Jesus can always handle the larger questions. And Jesus is not intimidated by other perspectives or worldviews or a larger view of everything. Because if you ask me, Christian faith should always be taking us into a larger and larger world. For instance, we maybe come into it as individuals and then we realize it impacts our families and then we realize it impacts our communities and then we realize it impacts our nations and then we realize it impacts the world and then we realize it impacts the universe and then we realize it impacts everything beyond that. So our view should always be growing. And so I encourage you not to fight it. Don't fixate and don't insult but instead dive into the mystery. Okay? Because we're headed somewhere good. And I guess if I were to say anything, just don't mistake the gas station for the Grand Canyon. Okay? Cheers. Enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed this, and uh, we'll catch you next time.